Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Corey. That's Tanner. And uh, there's uh, Coach Tony Ursland joining us. Uh, as always, uh, guys, great to see you. Uh, another another week down, and, and we just keep this train moving forward. We're going to start off with a little lighthearted good news, good stuff. Uh, Purdue fans around the world know this already, but uh, the Boilermakers with a big win against Coach Ursland's alma mater last Saturday on the football field. Uh, Big, big win over the Hawkeyes to start off Big Ten play. And a uh, little bit of a wrinkle for Purdue is Coach Jeff Brom had to miss the game due to uh, COVID protocol. Uh, that that brought to mind an interesting scenario Tanner was talking about yesterday uh, as we were producing this I'm show. really anxious to hear what he says here, Corey. Me too, me too. Uh, Coach, can you imagine putting yourself in, uh, in, in Coach Brom's shoes and having to watch such an important match from home on television. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a scenario, right? I mean, when you're sitting around the campfire playing a would you rather or whatever, you know, the game looks like, that's a that's a heck of a deal. Um when you guys asked me that at first this morning, that's I don't know. Um, you know, clearly in just in a lighthearted manner, I I I envision myself probably getting thrown out of the venue a couple times, right? They say, Hey, you can't be there. And, you know, I, I just see myself trying to come in the back door and, and kind of watch and, from the door, <laughs> kind of watch from the door, you know, peek from underneath the, the bleachers or something. I mean, that's my first initial, you know, thoughts. I don't know how he did it. You know, uh, I, I really, I mean, it's, you know, we talk so much, you invest everything, right? I mean, you know, besides your family, this is, this is your family too, right? You invest everything and you watch your kids suffer and sacrifice. So yeah, I don't, you know, and I have not spoke uh, to coach Brown, right? So there's not, you know, I'm not, I don't have any insight from his perspective, but I just can't imagine that it was uh, in any way fun or enjoyable for him to be there and, and just have to watch this all transpire. I mean, obviously the ending was awesome. I mean, right. Like I even put out a tweet at the end of the night. It just, it was really fun to get, let your heart rate get up. Something mattered in your heart. You got the juices got going and, and it was an, an exciting game and, and a great conclusion for us. So, uh, I mean, it ended great, but I, I just, that's three hours of torture, you know I mean? For him, you know, it, it's got, it's gotta be rough. So uh, I hope he fared better than how I imagined I would fare uh, in that scenario. Well, well it's so what. different too. When I think of when I think of the difference between football and wrestling, yeah. Um, you know, wrestling, you give the guy a game plan, you kind of you, you wind him up, you send him out there, and he goes. And and obviously, you're going to shout advice to him during the match. But you know, in reality, he's doing it all uh, in a sport like football, where Coach Brom has like you know he's calling plays, he's making decisions, yep. he's like he went from having a lot of control to having no control. <laughs> And that, yeah. that seems like, I, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, nuts. And, and you know, us head coaches, I mean, we're, we're not control freaks. You know, that's not a part of our DNA, no, right? No. I mean, no. that's never been accused. That's never, no. So, and that's, that's the thing. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I've said this before. I think with COVID, you're going to find out what programs, you know, what kind of culture they have and, and how their people really are trained and where they're at. And clearly I would say the initial impressions are right. Like they got a strong culture. They were missing a couple of athletes and then obviously coach Brom and, and the train still kept going. And, and, and so their culture is strong. They must be well coached, right? Everything went, you know, from in a really positive direction, you know? And so 
I, I feel really good, right? Like when you see that and the, and the way the team responded and the coaches, you just feel really good about what they must be doing day to day. And that's what you hope for our guys. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, hey, that if I'm not there, our guys are going to get down to work. They're going to work hard. They're going to do the right things. They're going to do it in the right way. The mindset's going to, you know, follow the same path. So, so, you know, positive, lots of positives for them in what their culture and how those kids are coached and, and the staff, right? They all seem to rally and do a great, uh, great job. And that speaks highly of them. And, and that's the same thing I would hope for our guys, you know, in my absence um, or any coach's absence, you hope, Hey, they're going to pick the ball up and keep going. Yeah. What's that? What's that saying? Characters, Character is what's revealed when no one's around. Yep, one one hundred percent. I think you're gonna you're gonna really see uh, on both ends of the spectrum. Some teams are gonna thrive in those uh, those instances, and some will possibly crumble. And that's it's gonna be to you know the buy-in and what the culture on that team is, and what that leadership's been. Uh, in my opinion, I can verify um, his wife and kids made sure that they were not in the house. <laughs> they didn't want to be around that. Um, but there were multiple times he said uh, during the game where he actually scared the family dog. So <laughs> I was going to bring that up too, Corey. When yes. I read that, I, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I mean, that is absolutely uh, correct. I mean, I've been known to raise my voice and chuck the remote across the room into the couch at a high velocity and I'm not, I'm not coaching, you know, that right. team, you know? <laughs> so I can only imagine with, with his investment level that it, it got kind of tense. I ho- hopefully him and the dog still have a great relationship. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be salvageable, right? Right. <laughs> Dogs are pretty uh, loyal. So it, right. they'll be okay. There you go. Well, huge, huge congrats to the Purdue football team. Um, I, I know that, I speak for everyone in saying that it was just amazing to have Purdue Athletics back and to see them, you know, to be able to turn on the TV and watch the Boilers compete and and see that all go down. And then, you know, obviously end in a very thrilling, thrilling victory. Uh, David Bell was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. And so, uh, you know, I know, Coach, you say you're a, a huge college football fan. And, and when you got a bit of a dog in the fight, it makes it even that much better. Yeah, no, it was it was great, and um, you know, even more so the fact that I was obviously I'm an alum from from Iowa. I had a lot of people throughout the day contacting me. You know, I get asked who I'm rooting for, and I say, "Hey, I learned a long time ago. You you signed my paycheck. You got my loyalty, buddy." Amen. So that's an easy answer for me, you know. But um, but yeah, you know, obviously I, I I love you know I still have uh, strong ties to Iowa, being from there and my family and everything. So it was a it was a lot of fun to uh, have that be the the kickoff to the football season for me uh changing subjects we had a we had an awesome opportunity to uh to jump on a call today um with uh one of our you know prospective student athletes but we um you know i want to say thanks to lieutenant vincent Cotolino. he gave us some of his time this morning uh guy uh you know works with our naval rotc program here on campus um and uh it got me thinking about how many areas of campus play a role in our recruiting process and how much we appreciate those relationships and, you know, what they, uh, what they do for us and, and what they do for future Boilermakers. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think it's, it's really indicative first off of um, kind of the, the environment that you have at Purdue where we don't ask kids, we don't, we don't slot them into majors just so they can get through right. Um, their education, you know, time while they're competing, it's, 
hey, you can come here and you can be an engineer, you know, you can be, you know, uh, working on your business degree or, or whatever it may be, you know, uh, Christian Bruner, we've talked about wants to be a large animal vet. So they get set on those paths. And that was no different this morning. You mentioned Lieutenant Codolino uh, gave us a lot of good information. And again, just indicative of the kind of kids that we have on campus and that we recruit people who are really motivated on both ends of that spectrum, athletically and, and academically. So um, we've developed a lot of really strong connections and ties to all um, areas of campus. You know, we talked about business or engineering or ag, which are all challenging majors. So I do, I really appreciate the relationships that we've built across campus and their willingness to help find a path for these kids, because certainly it's not the easy path. You know, those, those majors are challenging enough the way it is, but, um, you know, we have great people here in academics. And when we talk about, you know, uh, Nicole McKinney, you know, our academic advisor, Ed Howitt, and then even that, their connections to on campus and the willingness to help find ways for these kids to succeed. So uh, it's, it's been really great. And it's probably a, a, a really good point, Tanner, that we, we acknowledge, you know, everybody's hard work and willingness to help these kids and they go that extra mile for them. You know, we don't get a chance to say uh, thank you often enough. And, and, it's, and it's really nice to take that opportunity you know, specifically with Lieutenant Coltolino, but all people involved that help us, you know, attract some of the best and the brightest kids in the country. Um, you know, you bring up an interesting point, Tony, that, you know, you could make a really easy argument to shy away from kids who have other goals. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's hard. You know, you come to, you come to a school like Purdue and you want to you wanna go to Craner. You know, you want to get your business degree or you want to get into engineering or you want to, you know, go into ag, or you want to go into, you know, Christian Bruner wants to be a large animal vet. You want to go into these challenging programs, and, you know, it would be easy to make the argument that stuff like that is a distraction from, from wrestling. It's a distraction from trying to achieve what, what we try to achieve on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you choose not to recruit, you know, you choose to, you know, more often than not, recruit those kids that have those academic goals and those other interests. Um, why? Well, I think that, you know, for us, um, you know, we are very close to the pinnacle of the sport, right? I mean, obviously the Olympics and the world championships are our pinnacle. Um, and that's, but, but the big 10 level is right behind. If you look at routinely in the big 10, um, and I tell kids, you're not just going to have to think like a, like a national champion. You got to think like a world champ because that's who you're competing against, right? The big 10 is that strong. And we routinely have athletes that are on those teams. And so that's our level. We've got to seek that level. Um, and I, but I just, I believe it goes hand in hand. That doesn't mean that you have to be a 4.0 student, a 35 ACT or whatever, but it just means that your academics have to be important to you. That degree has to mean something because we're going to work as hard as anybody in the country, right? I mean, we, we're here to win national titles and that means we've got to outwork Penn State, Iowa, you know, we talk about, you know, other good teams, right? We're going to work as hard as anybody. Our expectations are the same as those teams, okay? But we also, um, with that work now, the academics has to be important because you're going to go home at night, you're going to be tired, and, and you know, you're going to have to be motivated in the same way. you got to have that passion. So you look for kids that have that motivation, okay? And I do believe they go hand in hand. So, um, you know, certainly uh, Purdue is a great place, you know, for, for those kids because they're, they're not going to be slotted. Now, you know, you can come and, and seek different avenues, right? We, that doesn't mean you don't change majors because so often young kids come in and they think they know what a profession is and it's not quite what they thought and they seek other ways. But 
you know, that, like I said, that motivation to have a degree that's going to open doors for the next 40 years is, is important. You know, I think it's very important and that focus never leaves, you know, uh, uh, I guess our, our staff or, or the team. And that's where I think, you know, Nikki plays such an incredible role with our team and the fact that like when a kid does hit that, that spot where he's like, well, maybe this isn't what I wanted or, you know, I want this, but I can't necessarily get into that school. So what do I do? You know, the way she helps us navigate getting kids to realize and chase their, their goals and their dreams academically is so key for us and so great. And so, you know, uh, an extra special thanks to Nikki and um, you know, there's too many people on campus to even name on the, you know, we, we'd run out of time yeah. talking about yeah. everybody, but like just so many fantastic relationships throughout the community that, that, that we really appreciate. Yeah, it, it takes a village, you know, it, and that and that really is true. I thought that was about um, raising kids. Is that? I know, I know. Well, it is, and, and <laughs> what are we uh, doing here? Okay, you're right, Chris. <laughs> this is just an extension of that, though, I guess, because um, you know, I, I and I, I routinely tell the guys, and this goes with being thankful, right? Like, you know, when you when we talk about, hey, we're lucky, we get to wrestle today. Having that mindset, being thankful, you know, I, these young men, they they need to realize. Um, never in your life will you be around so many people who are willing to help you and want to see you succeed. And when you go on to these other, you know, stages of life, you're not necessarily going to be surrounded by people, you know, who want to see you succeed. Hopefully, you know, that you understand what you need to do to be successful because it's going to be you or him, right? Somebody's going to get the job. Somebody's going to get the promotion. Somebody's going to hustle and outwork the other guy. And so you need to take advantage of these opportunities being around you know, successful people and people who are willing to help you, you know, in, in all aspects of this, this kind of uh, development, athletically and academically. Yeah, Tanner, have I, Tanner and I have had that discussion many times over the years, you know, the, the, when, when you get a student athlete who comes in and understands what you just said, coach, that not just, you know, not just the, the physical training and the, the, the medical staff, it's all here at their, at their disposal, but they've got an entire PR staff that's here to help them with, with whatever they are, you know, whatever issue they're interested in or whatever agenda they want to push or whatever angle you know, area they're, they're really fascinated by. And, you know, we love it when, when kids come in here and use us to help better themselves or help better, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. That's, that's fantastic. And that does not happen once you graduate, you know, from, from right. college. No, it does yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. And I know down the road uh, we discuss, we'll talk about name, name, image, likeness, but that's where I go. When you think about building your brand and in today's social media, digital age, that is, that is important, right? There is a way to build your brand while you're in college. You know what I mean? And, and it becomes important, more important than, than certainly when I was growing up, you know, mm -hmm. that wasn't, that wasn't a thing, but if you can, uh, be surrounded by people who will help you do that in a responsible way, you know, in a way that truly can have an effect, not, not a flash in the pan way, like get in, get out, you know what I mean? Get what you can. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about long-term investment, building a foundation for something that can really serve you down the road. I think that's important. And, and I know we'll talk more about NIL stuff mm -hmm. down the road, but I, I just, since you kind of brought it up, you know, building that, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, kids can think about that now and, and make yep. it, you know, uh, strong for them later. Absolutely. The other, um, the other angle with the university, I know you've, you've talked about all the people, you know, 
that that on the other side of the street that that help out the program it goes all the way to the top you know it, it goes all the way to president mitch daniels and you know his his interest in the program and he's very interested in students in general on campus very student-centric president but uh, i know he's been to several matches over the mm -hmm. years and has spoken to the team and you know meets with individuals when he can so it's it's a culture that starts really with him on the academic side yeah, no doubt. And you said it, right? It starts with leadership at the top and it filters down and certainly his willingness and, and uh, you know, his passion for sports, it's, it's filtered through. And, and so, again, it's just the thank you that probably needs to be said to a lot of people for what they do every day and helping these kids see the path. And, and it often does change, right? We talk, you know, the goals stay the same, the paths can change. Certainly COVID has given us a, you know, a different path this year, injuries, you know, whatever, you know, finding a new major it's, it's, but it's about, okay, here's the goal and here's how we can get there and having people who are willing to do that. And, and I can say in doing this for 23 years, that's not always the case. You know, some mm -hmm. people are like, yep, sorry, we can't do it. And too bad. And, 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 you know, we're fortunate to be around a lot of good people who will help us find the avenue to get where we want to be. Absolutely. Um, Moving along, uh, we, you know, you talked about, you know, we get to wrestle today. Uh, there's an opportunity coming up where uh, we might get to wrestle. Um, the uh, <clears throat> USA Wrestling U23 and U20 championships are coming up, and uh, it, it is looking very likely that we will be uh, fielding some entries in that, in that event. Yeah, that's an event that we've been uh, pointing towards and, and cautiously optimistic. I know when you say we might, that's, that's probably the appropriate uh, word. Uh, you know, we're still a few weeks out, but we've had really good workouts. I like where they're going, and our, our, our aim is to compete. I think there's just a number of benefits. So uh, I always tell people you can't hold my feet to the fire. Um, this isn't uh, factual yet. We've got a lot of weeks, and there's a lot of ways things can go, right, with COVID and canceling of events or whatever. But certainly we've been training with the intention of competing. And, uh, you know, I think to me that's important because, you know, that's that carrot out there for a lot of guys. You know, some guys you want to have something that you're pointing towards, and so to have a big event – um, even though there's no world championships this year in those divisions, you know, hey, it's a national championship. Uh, there, there will be good kids in the building. And so you have the opportunity to, to train towards something with focus, make weight, go out and compete, you know, several times, hopefully. Right. And that's, that will make you better, you know, no matter what. And so that's why I think there's just a lot of value there uh, for us. And, and we're, we're hopeful that, that that's where we're going to be November 13th to the 15th. And the bulk of our entries, correct me if I'm wrong here, Coach, uh, bulk of our entries, if not all of them, will be in the, the freestyle, not the Greco, correct? Correct. Um, you know, I think we may have a few kids that want a Greco, but again, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's another day of being there and competing. So you've always got to kind of balance that out against, you know, when you can leave campus. These kids still have classes and just different things that you want to make sure you, you uh, check all the boxes uh, before you go. But I would, as you said, I would guess that uh, a vast majority of our guys will be in the freestyle. Very cool. Uh, championships are in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, you know, a hefty drive, but not, not, not doable. Right. Um, so I think, you know, the guys are excited about that and uh, we're looking forward to, to filling out the, the roster and figuring out who exactly is going to go and, and suit up and, uh, um, hopefully we have some more specifics um, on the next show as far as like actual bodies and entries. 
Um, I know we talked to Coach Vega yesterday, and the um, there's a lot of schools that are doing what we do, we're doing. They're they're kind of holding off to register until the last minute, uh, based on all the other concerns and whatnot. Uh, registration deadline is November fourth. Is that correct? You'd have to ask Vega. He's the logistics man with you, buddy. I mean, you guys are the ops guys on this trip. I leave. I leave that to you. That's a scary so, thought. You're leaving. You're leaving Vega and I in charge. Are you nuts? Is. The two bald guys are in charge. The two guys who have lost all their hair are driving this train. So here, here we are. Um, but no, it's clearly, as you mentioned, and it's kind of the strategy for everybody right now is, you know, you hold off and you wait until the last moment just to make sure there's no changes, whether it's travel restrictions or whatever. And, uh, and then we'll get the kids entered, get them in and, and, and go. So, um, no, we're, we're looking forward to it. And I would mention it, two divisions out there, right? It's the university division, the U23s, and then the 20 and under division. So we will have guys in both divisions there um, across the board. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I, thought I, had, I thought I had that thing on silent, but apparently I didn't. You're that guy. And that actually, that actually, the phone call was about U23s, and so I'm going to have to return that one here shortly because that was, that, that's going to be an important call. Pat King's calling me to help, help us arrange our travel. So I will, uh, I'll have to get back to her after, after we're done here. You got to that um, silent button quick. I was on it. I mean, it was right within arm's reach, you know. I got good reaction time still, Coach. Right. I'm still, I've, I've still got it a little bit. You're, you're a basketball guy, so that hand-to-eye coordination probably isn't too bad. That makes sense. It did look like your feet were stuck in the mud in the carpet there, so we'll have to work on that. We've got the scouting report. Yep. Doesn't move his feet. Doesn't. Good hand-eye. <laughs> Good hand-eye, but he doesn't move his feet. Hasn't I think, changed my, I think, coach, would, I think coach would agree. My, my, my college coach might agree with that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything else about Omaha, Corey, that you're curious about? I think it's going to be, you know, like, I think, I mean, God, just, just to be excited to compete is, is a huge deal. But um, Definitely. But, uh, you know, Coach mentioned there, there's no world championships. You know, we're not there, – there's not that world team spot on the line. So, it's going to – you know, that takes a little of the shine off it. But at the same time, you know, you, you get to wrestle today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, you – don't get to compete in the world championships, but you still, you still get to be a national champion at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, they're still crowning those. That's, <laughs> that seems like a worthwhile venture. <laughs> no, absolutely. It is right. It's, it's, and it, it keeps kids motivated, you know, right. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer. You don't have to compete, you know, um, every weekend, right? Like we've seen, even at the youth levels, you've seen people compete just about every weekend and they have 200 matches. That's not what I'm talking about here. Right. I, I truly do believe in preparation and you should be prepared when you go compete, but you know, it's been a while for us. You know what I mean? And so this is, this is great. This is kind of more back to normal where we get to compete in these age group championships and it will help further us, you know, as we look towards our season and those events in, in January. So there's a, there's an added benefit both ways there for everyone. No doubt. No doubt. And, and like you said, the registration, it sounds like it's a week from today. Um, a week from yesterday is, uh, is election day here in this country. And without getting into politics, because nobody wants that at this point, um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the subject still just, you know, from, a, from, the, from, from your vantage point, Coach, of just how important is it? And uh, what's your message to the team as far as, you know, not just voting, but, but being informed. 
Yeah, well, see, I think what you just said is being informed, right? Like when you're, when you're informing yourself, now you're a part of the process. And I think that's one of the biggest things that have, have come out of this. You know, I, 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 I never want to draw party lines, you know, with, with the team, right? It doesn't matter, you know, Republican, Democrat, you know, uh, Libertarian, whatever. That doesn't matter. It's that you are participating in the process. And I think that's one of the great things that has come out of this summer, you know, with some of the social injustice things that we're talking about that are important, right? But it's, it's, it's got people now participating and informing themselves. And I think that's huge for young people to, uh, to be part of that, you know, and, and, and make up your mind, you know, on what you value, what's important to you, you know, what are the issues that really, you know, are going to help you decide which way you want to go. And, and not just that, you know, because it's an election year for the president, uh, you know, you, you think in that terms, but it's, it's at all levels, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's at the county level, it's at the state level, and, and probably even more so, you know, the things that really affect you are at that, that county and state level. So, so participate at all levels, to me, is, is, is a really big deal. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, we're not having mandatory workouts on, on election day, so that people do have time. Hopefully, they've already gotten out and voted early, too. I think that's mm-hmm. important. But yeah, make, make your voice heard, you know, and, and vote on the things that are important to you. And that's just been my message to the team is, hey, you know, um, take part in the process and be informed. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, to me, what what the party lines are, you know, if anything, I think that's hurt us, right? Like that's divided us more than that's brought us together, which is the disappointing thing here. You would hope that this can bring people together. And I'm still hopeful that's where we'll, we'll land, you know, that instead of division, there'll be, you know, togetherness on this deal. Yeah. Corey and I talk, talk a lot about this and the, the whole idea of being informed and, you know, young people, it's so important to decide like what is important to you, Yes. You know? No, and I think, like you said, I think a lot of the events of the last six months have brought some of this to light. But, you know, sitting down and identifying the things that are important to you and then going and finding out which candidate is, you know, who is the person that's going to help reinforce the things that are important to you on a bigger level? Um, You know, and, and, and it's not enough to, you know it's dangerous these days because you feel like people are getting their, they, they get their news and I'll put news in quotation marks. They get their news from Facebook or they get their news from Twitter and they, they don't do that secondary, you know, they see a headline and they're like, Oh, and they react Um, as opposed to like really digging in and finding out like what, you know, what's the full story? What, what is actually going on there? And, um, you know, encouraging young people to, to do their homework and to read more than just the headline. I think is, is so important. Um, I shared an article with Corey that I found uh, really cool. Um, a former women's basketball player from University of Michigan developed an app that is centered towards educating people about voting. I think it was, was it called Votable? Is that right, Corey? I think so. I thought it was really cool. So yeah, and I actually downloaded the app and played with it some. Um, you go in and it's got a bunch of topics and it's got a bunch of like things. And then it, it aggregates news that's focused on that, that voting issue. And it gives you an idea of like which party stands on which side of that issue and like Mm -hmm. what candidates and it breaks, you know, you can go into different States and you can go into it's, it was a pretty robust uh, experience as far as like getting in there. And, and I just thought it was so cool to see somebody who was taking it a step further. 
Voting yep. is important. Voting is super important. You know, there are people in this country that fought for years and years and years to have that right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. and, uh, but taking it a step further and educating yourself on that voting and, 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 you know, like I said, first you got to identify what's important to you. Yeah. Does it sort through to, uh, it will, so that it makes sure it comes from like legitimate sources because the thing for me, and this is exhausting, right? Like sure. yes, it is. To, to try to wade through all of this, as you said, fake news, right? To try to verify what's being said and where it comes from is the exhausting part uh, of this. And I get why that's why it turns people off, right? Like ultimately you get turned off because man, you don't know what to believe and you throw your hands in the air and you walk away. And, and that's not, obviously we're encouraging the opposite. So I would love something like this. If this helps you wade through that too and, and give you the information and it's coming from, you know, sources you can trust and you're like, wow, this is awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it cuts through kind of that stuff and puts, puts it in a, in a, um, something where you can at least consume it and it's not overwhelming to you. I didn't dive that deep into it to, to really like, you know, identify the sources of, of where that was coming from. But yes, 100%, I agree with you as far as like, yeah. you know, making sure you're, you know, and that goes back to what I was saying before, like making sure your sources are reputable. You know, you talk to somebody and then, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, where'd you hear about that? Oh, I read it on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. What was it? Where did it come from on Twitter? <laughs> right. Who's, whose blog was that? Exactly. Was it, you know, yeah, is sure. it some guy, you know, in his, in his parents' basement, in his underwear eating Cheetos? Like, <laughs> or, or is it like an actual, like, real, Yeah, you know, news source. Yes. For sure. And fact-checked and, you know, so right, and so forth. Right, right, Journalistic integrity, all that cool stuff. Yep. So, no, no it was, uh, it's, it's, it's been, this has been one of the most interesting leads up to election day that, you know, I've ever experienced in my life. And obviously my life's not that long. And, you know, the kids, you know, the kids on the team's lives are even shorter. Um, yep. But it's, you know, I think, you know, the education as is, is equally as important as the initiative to go take part. Yep. Well, and I think that helps. Uh, well, and maybe not, I guess I should be careful where I, where I, where I speak about this, but you know, there's always uh, uh, stress and anxiety around this time for people, right? Just election time. Like sure. People's uh, levels are heightened, right? That's just naturally happens on all, on all sides. And I think when you are taking part in that process, like anything, maybe that, that can help alleviate some of that anxiousness. Now, you know, uh, not necessarily. That's why I guess I, I qualify it maybe um, because – who knows how elections come out if you're if your candidate win I understand that but I've always felt more at ease when I feel like I'm informed and I'm and I'm participating in it right like you know I, I feel better about everything you know what I mean no matter what no matter how it shakes out I did my due diligence you know what I mean and that and I've always I guess just in, in any endeavor felt better about that so for whatever that's worth well information is king right is that, is yep. that, isn't that the saying Corey that's what they say <laughs> that's what they say i it's funny what tanner said we talk a lot about this i i'll, I'll say in jest a lot of times i i don't want more people to vote i want i want more informed people to vote like i don't think everybody should vote like <laughs> if, if you don't care stay home if you don't know what you're talking about stay home but if you know what you're talking about i don't care who you vote for as long as you know what you're talking about you know and and, and right. that's that's great the, the more you can push that to 
to the young men on your team and to, to yep. any potential voters out there. So inform yourself and then get out there and vote next Tuesday if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I think, and I think that's been a huge positive of what's come about from this, right? Yep. There just has been a bigger push for young people to register and to vote and take part. And I think that that is uh, that is a good thing. Absolutely. Um, Corey, we got anything else? Coach, you got anything else this week? We uh, probably had some fun stuff. No, I, you know, like I said, hopefully we get a, get a little more details on U20s and U23s coming up. Um, you know, I think that will be, that will be a great thing. Um, I, I know that we are getting closer to hammering out some details towards scheduling. I'm talking to that to the team. I'm not ready to release that publicly yet, but I will just tease it that, um, hey, we're, we are kind of into the bones of, of really looking at some scheduling. And, and I think that's great. So I'm hopeful that in the near future, we can we can talk about that you know i think look forward to those more details concerning scheduling and and, and these events that are coming up absolutely absolutely well we'll be off next week is that correct Corey? we are off next week back the following week and we'll talk through uh we'll talk through scheduling as uh, that'll be right around the time that y'all leave for omaha hopefully so, so we'll we'll get through that but we'll definitely uh yeah be back be back in two weeks Sounds great. Sounds good, boys. All right. Until then, uh, we'll, we'll see you down the road. Boiler up. <laughs>